My name is Pastor Jonathan, and I'm the Family Life Pastor. And whether you've been here for a little while or this is your very first time, I want to welcome you to Westover Hills. We are so delighted that you have joined us. Now, tonight is a very special night. Uh, If you don't know this, if you've been here any stretch of time, you know that Westover is a family-friendly church. We are a family-friendly church. And one of the ways that we celebrate families is that we pause periodically to celebrate families. We do various events to celebrate families. And tonight, I have the privilege of leading us in parent-child dedications. You're going to see parents decide today to present their children to God. And I'm just going to challenge us. I know this is for the parents who have their little children with them, but I want to challenge the parents, all of the parents, to decide today that you're going to commit yourself to the Lord as well. And I want you to, in your own heart, dedicate your children to the Lord as well. Now, the whole process of committing our children and dedicating them to the Lord comes from a story in the Old Testament. There was this lady who yearned to be a mom. Her name was Hannah. And so she went to the temple, to the house of God, and she said, Lord, I want to be a mom. And if you will give me a son, I will dedicate him to you. When we pray prayers that are on God's agenda, he answers it. And that mom prayed a prayer that agreed with the heart of God. And so she said, I I will dedicate him to you. And so God granted her wish. She bore a son. She named him Samuel. And at the age of eight, she went back to the house of God and dedicated him to the Lord. He then served the rest of his life in the house of God, worshiping and leading people in worship, teaching people who God was, in fact, that's where we get the two books of the Bible, First and Second Samuel. It's about this young boy who became a man and lived his life for Jesus. And tonight, tonight, as parents, you have the opportunity to be just like Hannah and present your children to God. But I want you to take it one step further. I want you to commit in your heart to dedicate yourselves and your marriage to God as well. But before I share some insights about how to be a godly parent, I want to let you know that when you go from being a couple to a parent, things change. When you go from being a couple to a parent, things change. And you know you're a parent when, you know you're a parent when you walk through the house 14 times a day to turn off light switches. You know you're a parent when going to the grocery store alone seems like a vacation. In fact, doing anything alone seems like a vacation. You know you're a parent when you consider 7 a.m. sleeping in. You know you're a parent when you hide in the pantry eating snacks because you don't want to share. I can tell you this, I hate to admit it, but I've done that before. In fact, one time I was eating in the pantry and uh, my son, he has, he has radar for crinkling plastic. So he opens the door and there I am, I'm eating chocolate cookies. And he says, dad, what are you doing? I said, nothing. Uh, he said, dad, I know you're eating cookies. So he caught me. Uh, you know you're a parent when you spell to other adults instead of speak to them. 
You've done it. You've done it. You know you're a parent when you know the pain of stepping on a Lego barefoot. And finally, you know you're a parent when the 10 p.m. showing of a new movie at the theater is too late for date night. Your life changes when you become a parent, but I can tell you I'm a parent of two kids, uh, a son that's eight years old and a daughter that's six years old. They change your life and you can never imagine your life without them again. They make a difference. Parenting is fun. It is fulfilling. It's often frustrating. There's moments when you know what to do and then there's moments when you don't know what to do. And in the moments when you don't know what to do, go to God's word. Go to God's word. God's word provides us with key insights that we can use in our life that will make a difference. And I want to share with you three quick thoughts that will make a difference in your parenting. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesian church and he's providing practical instruction for Christian households. And this is what he says This is what he reminds us. He says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, my parents, they're believers. And my mom would sometimes say, she'd quote this verse, and she'd actually paraphrase. She says, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. I think she kind of had it wrong when it came to that verse, but that's what she said. But there's some truth. We need to honor our parents. When we are adults, we need to honor our parents. And if we're children, we need to obey them as well. Now, all of us as parents, we yearn for our kids to obey us when they are young and to honor us when we are older. But in order for us to qualify, in order for us to qualify for them to obey us, And for them to honor us later, we have to do some things. We have to make some decisions. We have to take some key steps. And I want to just let you know, there are some things that we can do, and they're outlined for us in verse number four. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I've titled tonight's devotion, 900 and 39. 939. This is the most important number for us as parents. And I'm not going to tell you what it is until the very end. I'll let you know why this number is important to you and I. The first insight that we get from Ephesians 4 is this. Children are best motivated through encouragement. Children are best motivated through encouragement. There are moments in our parenting when we are so focused on wanting them to obey us and honor us that we don't pay attention to how we approach them. There are moments in our parenting when we get exasperated, we get frustrated, we get irritated and angry by how they're responding. And I just want to share the reason why the Apostle Paul mentions fathers is because, not because moms or dads are more important, it's just because we're different. 
Moms are naturally inclined to nurture and to care for their children. That's part of the process of being pregnant for nine months. They develop this bond. But us as as fathers, we have to work a little bit at it. And God reminds us that sometimes in our attempt attempt to help our kids obey, we get frustrated. And I want to let you know, dads, don't get angry and frustrated. Encourage them. Encourage them. I've discovered when anger gets the best of you, it brings out the worst in others. When anger gets the best of you and I, it brings out the worst in others. Don't drive them away with your anger. Bring them close to you through encouragement. They need to hear from you words that say, I love you. I'm proud of you. You can do it. I believe in you. Those are the things that our children need to hear from us. Don't drive them away with anger, but also don't deprive them of encouragement. When we encourage our kids, we ensure that they obey us now and that they will honor us when they are adults. God wants us to move forward. And also, dads, I want you to realize that our kids get an image of who God is from how we treat them. They discover who God is from how we treat them. And so if we're harsh and we're challenging with them, they will believe that God is harsh. But God is a just God, but he's also a loving God. And he wants us to encourage our kids. Model for them who God is through how you treat them. Number two, teach and train regularly. Teach and train regularly. It says bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. This word, bring them up, actually means nurture. It means to nourish. It means to care. When we teach them and train them, we're actually nourishing them for life. We are preparing them for life. Teaching is telling them what to do, and training is showing them what to do. Now, I have an eight-year-old son. His name is Aiden. And most of the time, he's excited about doing things around the house. And uh, for the last year and a half, I've been working with Aiden to cut the grass. And he actually got promoted recently. He's been cutting the back lawn. And I said, hey, Aiden, this weekend, this was three weeks ago, said this weekend, you get promoted. And he's like, what am I going to get? And I said, you're going to get to cut the front lawn. And he goes, oh, he was not happy about it. I was excited about it because I've been cutting the front lawn. And so I entrust this experience to him. And so three weeks ago on the weekend, it was a beautiful day. It was one of those days where the sun is shining, the weather is nice and cool. It's one of those days when you open the blinds so that you can see outside. And so I go out there and I talk to Aiden. I say, Aiden, it's time to cut the grass. I, I give him the whole pep top. I give, encourage him. And I say, okay, it's now it's time to go. Um, I need you to cut the lawn and I'll come out in just a little bit and I'll check on you. And I said, I've got to go inside because I've got some projects that I got to attend. So I walk in the house and suddenly I am hit with the wonderful smell of cookies. My wife is cooking cookies. She's baking cookies. And I have a fatherly responsibility to make sure that her cookies don't poison anyone in the family. (laughs) And so I took one cookie and I ate that and I just wasn't sure if they were poisoned, so I ate a second one. And I'm off doing chores around the house and what ends up happening is about 
Eight minutes later, the door to the back lawn opens and closes. And I hear a conversation between my wife and my son. And my wife says, Aiden, you're done. And he says, like any eight-year-old, yeah, pretty much. And so she says, wow, I didn't expect you to be done so quickly. And he said, yeah, I got it done. So we look out the blinds and everything's cut. And we're like, oh, it's a miracle. He cut really quickly. Well, what we didn't realize is when we went outside, there were things that he had neglected. There were other areas of the lawn that he didn't cut. He only cut where he needed to cut so that he could prove to us that he had cut the lawn. (laughs) You all have experienced it. I know, I know. And what I discovered in that moment is I thought that my talk was enough for his walk. In life, sometimes our talk is not enough for their walk. So I had to go out there and talk with him about why it was important to cut the rest of the lawn. And I even spent some time walking with him, navigating some of the tougher spots. And and the Lord whispered to me, and this is what he said, our private walk and talk influences their public walk and talk. How we do life at home impacts how they do life in the world. And so I just want to encourage you parents, if you don't want your kids to curse, pay attention to the media and the music that they listen to. If you don't want to have a bad attitude, pay attention to the people that they're hanging around. Dads, our sons, our sons are going to get an impression and an understanding of how we treat women by how we treat our wife. They will learn that from us. And our daughters, dads, they're going to learn to expect how they deserve to be treated by how we treat our spouse. And finally, if you don't want to raise an alcoholic, don't have alcohol in the home. Choose a different way. Choose a private walk and talk that honors God. And when they go out into the world, their public walk and talk will honor the Lord. I want you to realize this. Our life will always preach louder than our lips. Our life will preach louder than our lips. And my prayer for you is that the preach is that the sermon that your life preaches is a message of who God is and what he wants to accomplish in their life and what he wants to accomplish in the world. I just pray that your life will preach a sermon that will honor the Lord. Third and finally, I want to challenge you to make every moment count. Make every moment count. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. God desires for us to be wise parents. But I've discovered that sometimes in life we lose focus about what's really important. We pay attention to other things. And I've discovered that when we count our moments, it makes every moment count. When we count our moments, it makes every moment count. I told you that 939 was an important number. In this container are 939 marbles. Each marble represents a week in the life of your children. From the day that they are born till the day that they are 18 years old, we have 939 weeks 
to make a difference in their experience. And I just want to challenge us as parents, don't lose your marbles. Don't lose your marbles. Don't get exasperated. Don't get angry. Instead, encourage them. And don't lose your marbles. Don't miss a moment to teach them and train them in the Lord. God expects us. He entrusts us 939 weeks. And if I can just light you up in your own spirit, God wants to do something magnificent in your home and in your life and in the lives of the children that are sitting on your laps or sitting right beside you. But it involves us keeping account of the days and the moments. Make every moment count. Make every moment count. Decide today that you will make every moment count. That you will encourage your children. That you will teach them and train them. Because they're worth it. They're the greatest legacy that you will ever have. Is the children that are sitting right beside you. Or the ones that are sitting on your lap. Don't miss a moment. Hold on to every moment. And it will make a difference in their experience. Decide today to make every moment count. Now tonight, I have the great privilege of announcing the names of the children who are going to be dedicated. And as I call your children's names forward, I want you to come forward, stand at the front altar, and face the audience. Emiliana Bell Ayala. George Hugo Chumillo. Elias Salvador Dominguez. Ezekiel Victor Dominguez. Gideon Elijah Don. Maddox Everett Espino. Divine Love Fernandez. Promise Milena Fernandez. Daniela Isel Gonzalez. Pablo Nathaniel Gonzalez, Noah Michael Gonzalez, Camila Sofia Gonzalez, Jonah Michael Guajardo, Anaya Quinn Harbert, Solomon Alvaro Hogue, Lorraine Lopez, Jasmine Medina, Jacqueline Alicia Medina. Jacoby Middleton, Jasmine Middleton, Jade Middleton, Jared Middleton, Jason Rodriguez. That's one family. Praise the Lord. We have more space on this side. Eliana Mitchell, Thomas Aiden Moreno, Addison Renee Moreno, Lucas Sean Moreno. Nicholas Matthew Moreno, Javery Jaden Munoz, Arnunfo Navarro, Viviana Marie Navarro, Catarina Rose Rodriguez, Hazelyn Sofia Quintanilla, Evan Rendon, Isaac Rendon, Justin Rendon, Athena Sky Richard. Isaiah Travis Valverde. These are the children we are dedicating to the Lord tonight. Give them a hand.
Now, parents, parents, I want you to go ahead and turn towards me. I want your eyes. You just received a card that says congratulations from our Westover team. And in just a moment at the end of our service, you can exit these doors, go to the left, and go down to our kids' check-in area, and you will receive a gift from us. But before we do that, I want to share with you what we are gifting to you in the hopes that what we gift to you will make a difference not only in your life, but in the lives of the children that you have right with you. We have a certificate that commemorates this moment, your decision to not only dedicate yourselves, but also your children to the Lord. We are providing you with age-specific Bibles. Each child will get a Bible. We have a, a, child, a child Bible, we have a toddler and young kid Bible, and we have an older Bible as well. The reason why we want to give them a Bible is we firmly believe that God's word is intended to be the foundation not only for our life, but for their life as well. And we want you to take a hold of that. And we want you to communicate that value to them. Also included in that gift to you is a letter from us. And in this letter is just a message to your child. I want you to take this letter, tuck it away, and when they turn 13, I want this to be one of the gifts that you present to them. And in this letter, it lets them know that on this date, on this date in November 2017, you stood at an altar and you committed them to the Lord. And you, you said to the Lord, I'm lending them to the Lord. I'm entrusting them to the Lord. We want your children to know God and to love God and to serve God. And that's the challenge of this letter. Additionally, in that letter is a verse, Psalm 139, Psalm 139, 16. And it says this, that every day that they are to live was ordained and written in a book of his. And that he knew them before that they were, he knew them before that they were born and he knew that they would have a plan and a purpose. And what we wanna do is we wanna challenge you as parents, make every moment count. Make every moment count. And what I have in my hand is finally a handkerchief. And the reason why we're giving you a handkerchief is that young baby that you have holding in your hand or that's standing right beside you, there's gonna come a moment in time when they break your heart when they break your heart and you will have tears and it's possible that in their adolescence or in their young adulthood life, they may not choose the values that you have embraced. But you can return back to this verse that tells them that he knew them before they were born and that he ordained all the days of their life and you can use this as a way to remind you that God has a divine purpose for each of your children. And I, as your family life pastor, just want you to know, I am so proud of you, moms and dads and guardians. And I have a special message to any of you who may be step-parents. If you're a stepmom or a stepdad, I'm proud of you for stepping in and stepping up. You are valuable. You are valuable. 
You have a place in this family. You have a place in this family at Westover. Now I have the privilege of leading us in a moment to dedicate our children to the Lord. And I want to invite the rest of the congregation to stand. And as I pray, I want you to extend your hand. Aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, abuelitos, abuelitas, vecinos. I want you to extend your hand. This is a sacred moment. This is a sacred moment. God has a divine purpose for each child. And I want to challenge you parents, commit yourself to the Lord and also dedicate your children to the Lord. Let's pray together. God, we come before you as a body of Christ. And God, you've challenged us as parents to raise up our children in the training and the instruction of who you are. And I pray, Lord, that each of these parents will decide in their heart tonight that they will make every moment count, that they will encourage their children, that they will train them and instruct them as you have compelled them to do. I pray, Lord, that you would guard marriages, that you would guard families, that you would put a hedge of protection around relationships God, that they would firmly root themselves and ground themselves in you because you require us as parents to commit ourselves to you first and foremost and then model that for our children. So we decide today, we will commit. We will step in. We will step up into what you have for us. And God, I pray, each parent, I pray that you would at this moment just say, Lord, My child is yours. Lord, my child is yours. You gave this child to me, but they belong to you. And I return them to you. And I entrust them to you. And I ask that you will guard them. And that you will ordain their life. And that you will provide a plan and a purpose for their experience. And that you will make a difference, God. And that they will come to know you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior at a young life. At a young age, God, I pray, Lord, that you, through your Holy Spirit, would touch these lives. God, may they discover who the Holy Spirit is at a young age, just like Samuel did. And God, that you would complete every plan and every purpose that you've ordained for them. God, we commit, just like Hannah did, our children to you. We dedicate them to you. Because ultimately, they belong to you. Superintend, Lord. Bless each family that's represented here. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Parents, what a great moment. God bless you and your families. We're delighted that you're here. Go in the love of the Lord. We are dismissed.